Welcome back to the Two Stroke Penalty Golf Podcast. I'm your host, George Slyman. Today, my guest is both a friend and a legendary Ohio State football player. After all, it is a golf podcast, so we will talk a little Jack Nicholas and a little John Cook, but mostly we'll talk about the career of arguably the best linebacker in Ohio State football history. With a total of 572, he still maintains the Buckeye record for career tackles, more than Tom Cousineau. He laid the groundwork for the recognition of names that came after him, like Chris Spielman and Pepper Johnson. He is one of the most thoughtful and generous people I've ever come across. Here is my conversation with Marcus Merrick. Oh, thank you, George. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. Hey, uh, you know, I wanted to uh, I wanted to start by uh, asking you a question about um, Vienna, Ohio. How many people in Vienna, Ohio? Vienna. Uh, well, I'm originally from Brookfield, George, but that, Brookfield. Uh, that, Brookfield, Ohio. Yeah. Well, well okay. I was. That's the right next town, Brookfield. Yeah. And uh, Maysbury is my actual hometown, but uh, there's about eh, uh, growing up there, uh, probably about twelve hundred people or so, eleven hundred. Nice small town, huh? Yeah, nice small town in Ohio. A little bit, a little bit like it, it, anything like uh, the little small town of ours in New Hampshire. Ah, yeah, but it's a well, it's a lot. Of, it's a little bit, a bit of a mill town back there, Georgia. We uh, back in the day in the seventies, it was steel mills and it was, uh, you know, uh, manufacturing plants and stuff like that as yeah. the economy changed. So it was a, uh, it was like a little steel mill town. Uh, Back at, back there, where most of the people did work in in some form of a mill or uh, a labor aspect. Yeah. Well, you grew up. Uh, what was your what, the uh, the name of the high school? It was Brookfield High School. Brookfield High School. Graduating hey. class, uh, we had about 120. Or so, which is similar to our little town here. Yeah. In yeah. Yeah. So when you were you you you, you I'm I'm assuming now high school, right? You're recruited. Um, tell me the, uh, which coach recruited you? Well, I mean, I played basketball, baseball, and football, but, uh, recruiting, uh, when you became uh, junior in, in, in uh, high school, uh, I mean, a lot of coaches came out. I, I would get stuff, uh, you know, your senior year, they aren't allowed to talk to you before. You know, I always tell the story. The first person I ever met, uh, uh was, uh, famous coach Nick Saban down in Alabama. Now he was oh, yeah. a at that time, he was a grad assistant in West Virginia. <laughs> oh, wow. He, he wasn't really allowed to talk. He just said, I'm a, a grad assistant. My name's Nick Saban. I'm from West Virginia. At the end of my junior year, he said, we'll probably talk to you next year. We're going to be recruiting you for West Virginia University. But you would get, I would get all kind of different stuff in the mail from, uh, you know, being a, a, a athlete in Ohio, a football player. who was a, sure. a, a top recruit. It was uh, I would get, you know, letters in the mail every week, whether for, whether it be from Clemson, Florida State, UCLA, Arizona. So yeah, you'd always get letters. But then when the actual time came, uh, I mean, a lot of different coaches, you know, were in contact with. Them. I was if I was recruited, you're allowed to have five visits as a uh, uh, as a senior in, in high school. You're allowed to visit five schools at that time during during the course of the year, senior year. Uh, they, well, at the end of your senior year, they aren't a lot of yeah. mess with you during football. I had that, the old recruiting violations and stuff like that, which I'm sure there may be stuff that goes on. Yeah. Uh, but uh, for the most part, everybody waited till after I was done. And I, I, but I, they would send you, you would get stuff via mail, but actual, 
actual contact, no. Uh, you get stuff in the mail that just to give you updates about the program and stuff and what the university had to offer and stuff like that, whether, whether what it would be. So. Yeah. So, you, so you're an Ohio kid, and now you've got the possibility of playing for Woody Hayes. Uh, yes. Time, was, at the yeah, time. What, at the time, yeah. Woody was coach at the time at, at Ohio State University, yes. Yeah. So they showed some interest in you. You, got, you get there freshman year, and it's Earl Bruce. How was he for a coach? You like Earl? Uh, yeah, Earl was good. Well, Woody recruited me. He was in, in the uh, – they had the incident down in Clemson where he – Yes. Closed like that, that, that incident, the famous incident. Until today, back in Ohio, they say he never he never swung out. He was just trying to hold him back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for anybody listening, that's uh, that was the time they, they accused Woody Hayes of punching a Clemson linebacker. And, uh, and that was the yeah, end of it for Woody Hayes at Ohio State. Yeah, it was the end, but he was in, that, that was about, uh, yeah, he was in my house there to try to recruit me to go to Ohio State, and then Earl came in, and he, he picked up the recruiting uh, after that, so yeah, but uh, yeah, Woody was in, and Earl came in, and uh, yeah, and I was an Ohio boy, and I mean, I did visit uh, a couple of different schools. I did visit West Virginia. Mm-hmm. I visited uh, North Carolina State, as well as Arizona State. But I ended up. Uh, I wanted to stay home and stay closer to home. I stayed. I stayed in Ohio. Well, I mean, not just that, but what a program, huh? The Buckeyes. Well, I mean, oh yeah. Well, coming from a small school, that was one of the big things. Uh, actually, I'm right near Youngstown, Ohio, is the nearest college to me. But from Brookfield, and uh, Coach Narduzzi was a coach there, and he was. That's a Division Two uh, school, and I wanted to play football. I didn't want to. Uh, you know, I wanted to go i mean my only way out of that mill town basically was to get some form of a scholarship because we had i had uh, two brothers and sisters and you didn't we, i wasn't going to college on any of my dad's favorite that he worked in the mill so <laughs> my, my way out was that but division two youngstown state coach narduzzi held a scholarship for him he said if everything falls he held one for me wow just to say, because uh, I, and to be honest with you, when I went to Ohio State, it was just overwhelming how big the school was and what was going on. Yeah. And I, I I thanked him for it, but I ended up staying. By the grace of God, I ended up staying. Yeah. <laughs> there were a couple of times I thought of leaving and coming back closer to home and playing football because I didn't know if I was going to get a chance at Ohio State. Yeah. Well, I, I, I just, you know, for anybody listening, I mean, the, the names that, that come out of Ohio State, you know, uh, Archie Griffin, Eddie George, Keith Byers, Marcus Merrick, Chris Spielman, Tom Cousineau, Mike Vrabel. I mean, you and you know many, many. You know, Pepper Johnson and uh, oh, yeah. just an amazing na- na- list of names. And you're on the top still, which is I think very cool because you're on the top of total tackles, uh, career tackles at at Ohio State still with 572. Uh, yeah. that, well, that's, that's pretty good. George, that'll be a, that'll be a record. It'll be hard to break, to be honest with you, because uh, I went in as a freshman and I I didn't start my first game as a freshman. I was on special teams and and a, a kid by the name of Tony McGarrow, a big linebacker. That was the old Woody Hayes linebacker. He was about a 280 pound wow. linebacker out of uh, uh, Chicago. He ended up hurting his knee, and I thought I was a third teamer. So I, all of a sudden, I hear my name. So here I go running out there, 197 pounds, soaking wet. 
onto the field, and uh, we were playing Syracuse, actually. Actually, connections up here. Our first game was against Syracuse yeah. with the Morris brothers, Joe Morris and uh, oh, yeah. Air here. The Air Morris. Mass. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So Joe was at, he, he was the first, actually, the first guy I made a tackle on. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. You know, you know a, a dear departed a dear departed friend of ours uh, tells stories about the Morris boys running him over, Larry. Oh, yeah. Larry, Larry Lennon. I'm telling you, he had a great story about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's so that, that that's the. I mean, as I hear, I tell the story of that that I'm running on the field and there's, I could hear there's 110,000 people at Ohio Stadium there. That's where the Bob holds. And I could hear the programs because they didn't know who the hell I was. And I was scared to death running on that field. <laughs> and I just ran straight ahead and nobody blocked me. I think they forgot to block me. And I made a tackle the back. So the rest was history, I guess. But That's really, awesome. I, I, I didn't suffer any injuries for the most part those four years. And and yeah. uh, and it's averaging, you know, 14, 15, 16 tackles a game yeah. for four years of football. Now, if they're that good, they're jumping out and going to make some money in the pros. So I don't yeah. know that record will be broken. <laughs> hey, that's perfect. That's the yeah. listen. That's the way to keep it, right? Tiger Woods gets uh, he gets injured, and Jack's record is safe, right? There you go. That's right. <laughs> that's the way it is. So your freshman year was uh, it was pretty outstanding. So you know, I, I don't know about you, but you know, at times you get you get these visceral moments that stick with you. So here you are on the big campus of Ohio State. You're a starting linebacker, second game. That season, you guys held people to single digits. I mean, you held Syracuse to eight, Northwestern to seven, Indiana six, Wisconsin nothing, and Michigan State you shut out as well. So you went 11-1 and one that year. That was a big year for you, wasn't it? Yeah, that was, well, we were about two and a half minutes away from being a national champ that year. Uh, I mean, Earl coming in, replacing the legendary Woody Hayes, that was a big, uh, you know, shoes they're, they're impossible shoes to fill actually but yeah. i mean we as we went through the schedule we were we we gained strength during the whole year and we kept going and uh we were in the rose bowl against uh usc and at that time it wasn't the uh i mean they were rating system so it wasn't right. the points so it, it wasn't a championship game or anything like that and we we were one and two respectively and we were a couple minutes away from the national championship for Charles White went over a plunge on fourth and goal. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a quite an amazing season to do that and end up at the Rose Bowl as a freshman my freshman year. So, yes. Yeah, one-point loss. That was uh, – that would that, yeah, that must have hurt. That must yeah. have hurt. So, you're um, – Earl Bruce, he, he coached for a number of years after you left. Beat, he beat Michigan in a swan song, I guess. That was the end of it. He he walked away having beat Michigan. That must have been – what a rivalry that, that was, huh? Oh, that's, that game is – well, I after I was done playing, I coached it. They, they call Harvard-Yale the game up here. Yeah. And went back. It's that, – that is – I mean, if – well, Harbaugh right there, and he's coaching Michigan now, I mean, he's lost to Ohio State five, six. The thing about it is you can – that's that's a rivalry game. You can lose all your games, but if you beat Ohio State, it's a, that started with Woody and Bo back in the day. Yeah. And still to the day, it's a it's that week is sort of like that's the rivalry week where there's not a lot of love lost between those oh, yeah. <laughs> those two states or those two teams. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, it, that's always an amped up week. So. so, so let me ask you a question um, about. Um, 
you're inducted obviously into the Ohio State Hall of Fame. Uh, it, my understanding, I, I wasn't there, but uh, other friends were with you, and you came out on the center field with Jack Nicholas. Yeah, we were, well, actually, we were inducted. Uh, well, I was inducted at that point uh, with the Ohio State Hall of Fame where they put in there. They inducted uh, so many people every yeah. year. We got invited. Uh, it was at halftime of the game. And, uh, yeah, we got to walk out on the field. And, you know, uh, Jack, uh, uh, Mr. Nicholas, after all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still respect that word. <laughs> But he was, he, he's a, uh, you know, he's right, he's a golden bear. He's from Florida. That's, you know, with Mirvet, he's right down. Uh, he went to school right there at Arlington. And yep. uh, so, yeah, we got to, yeah, we got to be on the field. That's cool. That is cool. Do you, do you remember when you, when you were there? I mean, tell me a little bit about the, the football culture. Obviously, probably during the season, there weren't a whole lot of golf. Was there any golf in the off season for the team? Was that part of the uh, kind of hanging out culture with you guys? Uh, no. I nope. mean, we had, you know, the, the Scarlet and Gray are courses on campus there that, you know, our golf team plays on the scholar athletes that did that. But uh, a couple guys would sneak out once in a while in the off season and play a couple rounds of golf. But I wasn't a big golfer mm-hmm. in college, but you know, with school and everything going on and we have off season workouts and this and that, I didn't get much time to go out. A couple, a couple of my buddies did go out and, and, and play there. But uh, no, it wasn't it wasn't much of a thing for me at that point. No, do you remember? You remember? I, you you. I think he was probably a little bit older than you, right, John Cook? Yeah, John Cook, and it, well, his sister played too. Yeah, the Cooks were. Yeah, they, yeah. We we knew them. Well, they're, they're score assets. You would be at banquets and stuff like that. We'd have it. If we were down there. There's you know, whether it be I mean, we had academic banquets and stuff like that. If you were honored at some point, and I would I would see him come back to some of these banquets. So I. I, I I did get to uh, see him and meet him at that point. Yeah, he was billed as the next next Nicholas there at Ohio State. That uh, those are big shoes to fill. Oh yeah, it's most definitely. But yeah. Uh, yeah, he's a uh, you know the the thing about it is in Ohio sports is a uh, especially at Ohio State. I mean, it's we look at things there. It's a little it's very competitive one, but it's also it's 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 a way of life. I'm just not talking. Uh, I used to tell people when I came up here, I'd turn on the TV and you'd open up and some of the, uh, you know, local news, they lead off with, you know, something that's happened in the, in the country or, you know, the local, the local news, whether, something, whether it be political or something. And back in Ohio, when you turn on the news, it's, uh, you know, where are the Browns playing or the Bengals or it, the, the lead story is usually something to do with sports. Yeah. It's a very sports-oriented culture. I, I, it, it probably changed since back then, but back then it was a big, it, it, it was a big thing as far as sports are, are a big part of people in, in, in the state of Ohio. Yeah. So let me ask you a question about um, little inside baseball after the fact. You get, do, you, do you play in any like fundraising tournaments when you get out there? Do the, your boys get together and, and play in any uh, – of, you know, like scramble events. Uh, as far as golf goes, yeah. Uh, I, they have. You know what they have every year, George. They have. Uh, they invite us all back. You know, all the old uh, players, and we do have. Uh, uh, Urban had it, and, and uh, Days keeping it up every year. 
Well, the COVID thing canceled this year, but you're invited back where there is a big thing. And uh, every year they have a bunch of the, a bunch of the alumni. So that's alumni golf and it's played right at Ohio State. You can go back. I've never made it back, to be honest with you. Because yeah. got, a lot of my buddies play it. And they go and they say, it's a great time. You got to get back here. But basically it's the time of the season where uh, my work schedule up here is kind of crazy. And, I, and me being, well, you know my golf. Another <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, perfectionist, but I don't want to go back and embarrass myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, a scramble's never bad. A scramble's oh, never bad. Right. So, right. it, so who's always when you go back? But, you know, when you get back there, some of these guys are still competitors. Uh, I don't think I'd have as good a time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody, uh, anybody a good stick that you uh, – some of the guys you know? Anybody, a, you know, outstanding golfer? Well, there's a, I mean, there's guys that I've played with. My roommate, Buddy Wilson, who, uh, he's down in Texas now. He, he's, he's sort of unorthodox. He, they, he's not going to play on any of your high – he, he likes to take his shoes off when he plays once in a while. Little <laughs> <laughs> Sam Snead, that that's something. He's a, hell of a, he's a hell of a golfer. Really? Hey, you know, you, you just mentioned that coronavirus canceled something. Tell me, what's your opinion on, on the effect of, uh, that you're seeing on the, the coronavirus on college sports? Well, I uh, like everything up in the air. I don't know how this is going to uh, pan out because I know, I mean, you know that university of people, like I said, Ohio is a big, a lot of people uh, eat, drink, and sleep for the Ohio State. Uh, football season, home, home schedule. You're talking 110,000 people, tail, uh, tailgate parties. and I mean, they spend a lot of their, you know, uh, disposable income, in a sense, to get tickets to go to these games, to do – I mean, it, it, there's a lot of stuff involved. Around. I can't imagine there not being and, – and as far as the money that the, it brings in the university and, and just the overall atmosphere, I mean, football is a big part. I mean, Ohio State football is a big part of – that university, as far as, I mean, there are others, all the scholar athletes are basically, I, I believe, funded through Ohio State football because yeah. it's it's a huge moneymaker for the university. And it's very, uh, you know, so you're talking, there's thousands of, I mean, from synchronized swimming to fencing. I mean, there's a, uh, to a lot of scholarship. The band people are on, on scholarships for, for the most part. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I, I can't imagine a season without, you know, fans in the stands, if, if that's what it goes to. But I, I, they were telling me that they're just going to do a Big Ten schedule and, uh, and they're just going to play teams from the Big Ten. But it's, uh, it's like everything. It's all up in the air. I, I, I don't know. You know. I got my season tickets. I buy my season tickets every year. I've got to keep them. And I make it back to a game or so. And I... Uh, my family goes. I'll send the tickets back there, and they go. But it's uh, it's going to be uh, interesting to see what actually pans out. Yeah. If they're going to let people in, if there's going to be a capacity, it's a, it's going to be an interesting thing. But as it, as as the world is interesting, certainly is. You know, I I mean, lo- locally up here, Dartmouth College canceled its uh, canceled all of its uh, you know the the Ivy League canceled their their season in in fall right. sports, right. but they they also canceled the golf program and closed their essentially just like the Scarlet Course at Ohio State. This thing is right off the edge of the campus, the oh, Hanover Country Club, and they shut it down. Wow, 
Yeah. So it's, it's having, you know, I think what happens is you get some people in administrative and, you know, maybe on boards, et cetera, the, the governance of universities. And when they have opportunity, if a pet project that they have been hoping to, to get rid of, this is a perfect excuse to do it. Oh, and, uh, I, I agree with you already on that, but that's why I brought up the, the financial end of it because yeah. I mean, uh, it's, the financial end of it, when, when money's involved, it, 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 it tends to change people's perspective on it, that we need this. Absolutely, <laughs> you know? yeah. So, uh, that, uh, that's the thing that I, that, you know, just like the, the, the Southeast Conference, too, with, with your Alabamas and stuff, those, those are huge oh my things gosh. school. I mean, they're just, yeah. they're just huge uh, revenue, they're revenue makers, and they're, so the money's involved. I think they're going to push it as far as they can to get something for themselves. Just like the NFL, I mean, they're pushing on trying to get you know because they know it's it's you know it, it's something that you know, these players, it, 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 as well as owners and, and people, that I mean, it's a it's a money maker. Yeah. So I, I think you know maybe it, you know that that program at Dartmouth that's not as important to them as as you know as something that uh, is viable to the uh, university. Yeah, there. You know, obviously, Ivy League funds, Ivy League schools are, are funded uh, with endowments in in uh, unique ways, and you know, there are other larger institutions. They got money, but but the flow of the money is annual, and it comes through their enormous programs. And and yeah, it'd be interesting to see how long it takes to put a dent in that and uh, and get them to panic and and say it's time we got to you know we got to do some things. But there's uh, the TV. I can't imagine that the TV. Uh, you know, contracts, they, they don't want to cancel that. They'll play without fans, I guess. But, boy, what a disappointment for the locals. Yeah, that's the thing, too. Yeah, mostly for the locals, too. But the, the TV is where your big money is, whether it be the big – that's why a lot of these things, the Big Ten Network, yes, all the network. I mean, that's where that's where a lot of the revenue is, is streaming on in. And it goes to the whole – it goes to every Big Ten school. So it isn't mm. – I mean, there's different schools if you aren't going to get as many you know, look at uh, you know, looking at the Big Ten itself. Penn State's the biggest stadium in college football, and they hold. I mean, you can't. Happy Valley's a little town in the off of about uh, eighty, mm-hmm. and I, that whole town basically runs on Penn State football. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that is that that. I mean, that's that's the main thing there yep. is Penn State football. Yeah, it's a little bit like Augusta, Georgia, for the Masters. You know that yeah. uh, it's a little. I don't want to call it a backwater town. It's got some nice things, but by the same token, uh, it wouldn't be anything if it weren't for the masters. Correct. And, and those towns, uh, yeah, it's the lifeblood, lifeblood of those things. So tell me one last thing. Your, uh, what, what's the biggest, biggest memory you've got that you would share with football at Ohio State? Uh, well, it would be actually, it would be that Michigan game. I, Michigan game was my, uh, staple game. We play them the the last game of the year every year uh, was Michigan. Uh, that was our last game of the season, our regular season game before any bowl games or anything. And it was actually my freshman year. I remember going in there it was November. It was freezing cold. And when you go through there, they have a cage and people are dumping stuff on you, throwing stuff, spitting on you. And it was you against the world. Ohio State, they gave us, they seat about 100,000 up there. And they put 5,000 seats in the corner of an end zone, and you'd see the red, scarlet and gray over there. But, I mean, it was you against the world, and I was a young freshman. Uh, I played my whole year, but 
was something I hadn't experienced. It was like being in a, I mean, a, I could be yelling at you five feet away from me and you wouldn't hear what I was saying. It was like being in a rock concert and your body was vibrating. And, and but those four years, I can honestly say Michigan, Michigan game, I had interception every year and I always had great games against Michigan. But as a freshman, as a freshman playing in that stadium, and they drove, we ended up uh, kicking off and they drove the ball from their 25 all the way down to our five yard line. And it was just, I mean, they, did, they were, we just came out, they were kicking our tail in mm-hmm. first quarter from the kickoff on. And, and I was, like I said, I was a freshman. I was calling the signals and I was trying to, I, I was in front of that huddle. Even as a freshman, I was still, I was yelling to, I said, let's go, we got to do it. And so I made four tackles in a row. And wow. one of the big tackles was probably my – they still showed on highlights against Butch Wolfolk. He was going for the end zone, and we had a major collision and about at the one-and-a-half-yard line. And I, I more or less got thrusted into him. I didn't even know him. I got pushed from behind. and It looked like I knew what I was doing. <laughs> I ended up, ended up knocking him into the, into the sideline. And uh, people would get up, so it was fourth, and they went for it on fourth and one instead of kicking the field goal, fourth and one and a half. And uh, they ran an option play, and I, I made the tackle on the four. I made four tackles in a row on that stand. Wow. And it was uh, uh, Earl would still talk about it. Earl just passed a, a little bit ago, but when he'd go back any time he'd see me, he would he would always remind me when I'd go back to Ohio State, he, he used to have the Earl Bruce show down there, and he used to be on the radio, and he'd always invite me on it. He would go with that play every. He would call that every time. He said, "This guy had four stuff." He'd grab me, and he, he was an excitable guy. Yeah. <laughs> but that was, I mean, out of that, I mean, that that was one of my highlight hits of my career. It was as a freshman, and it was, but it was, and that that was the eleven and zero season where we did get the, a chance since we beat Michigan to go to the Rose Bowl and have a chance of winning that national championship. Yeah, you beat him eighteen fifteen. That was beautiful. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, Marcus, thank you for taking the time. You know, I got to tell you, my, my I'm giving you my memory of you because it wasn't during football, obviously. It was later in years. But you remember probably 25, 30 years ago, we used to play men's league up at the high school, basketball. Well, basketball was my love. I wasn't. <laughs> I got to tell you something. I, I looked and I'm like, okay, I don't know who this dude is. But he, he's big and I don't think he's going to be as fast as me. And you came down, you dribbled down the middle. You did a spin dribble around like somebody and you laid up something so soft. And I thought, Oh crap, I'm in trouble. <laughs> that was fun. I, and I, and you remember yeah. John Clemens and those guys, it oh, was, yeah. that was, we, we had some fun basketball, but, but I was absolutely amazed at how nimble you were, how, how quick and light on your feet. It was, uh, it was amazing, but that, that's a, that's a cool memory of your freshman freshman year that uh, inside the five for four straight sticks. That's beautiful. Basketball was my passion. I, I, I wasn't, uh, that was the whole thing with even in football. I wasn't the biggest, I wasn't the fastest, I wasn't the strongest sometimes, but I had a good quick first, I could move laterally and I, I anticipated things and, and, in sports, sometimes I, I used to tell people when I, I used to do some speaking as far as motivational stuff. And, I, and it isn't the less thinking you do a lot of times is if you think too much, it's more reaction and just go. And, and at, at, that, at that time, I mean, when I can move and run around and do all the good things, 
is it was just reaction and, and it was just the love of the game and the love of the sport. And I didn't, the less thinking I did, the better off I was and I, I had a better time I had. So that's a, that was a lot of my, on the basketball court, taught me a lot of moving on the football court as well. It's just anticipation and moving and doing things. And uh, that, that, I, that, I, that goes a long way, I think, sometimes. It does. Well, Marcus Merrick, Ohio State, thank you, sir, for the time. I appreciate it. And um, we'll catch up to you out there on the golf course. You're going to have to do a little bit less thinking out there, too. Yeah, I, well, I tried, George. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll catch up to you. Thank you, Marcus. All right, George. Good talking with you. Thank you much. Thanks for having me. You too. All right, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You know, with so many foods becoming scarce these days, we're lucky there's an abundance of cheese. Cheese is so tasty, satisfying, so nourishing, too. And it's mighty easy to add luscious cheese goodness to all kinds of dishes when you use Papstep, the delicious golden cheese food in the handy round flat pack. Well, thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe. It's a rare thing, the two-stroke penalty. You don't want to miss it.